Football. 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 Football is back. This is Mike Sessions with Michael Sanders, and we are back at it again with another episode of Mike Sessions. Tomorrow, August 1st, you've got the Falcons and you've got the Broncos on the Hall of Fame game for the NFL preseason to start. Oh my goodness. It has felt like forever since the last football game has happened. The Super Bowl with the LA Rams and the New England Patriots. It has been so long. It has been six long months, but we have pushed through. We have endured. We have sacrificed. We have bled. We have sweated. We have cried. I have cried multiple times, but football is back. Matt Ryan and Devontae Freeman, they may play two or three plays, but it is two or three plays more than we've had in the last six months, and I am excited. I cannot wait. The game will be tomorrow night, 7 p.m. Central Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on NBC it will be in Canton, Ohio at Tom Benson Stadium where they will introduce the inductees to the 2019 NFL Hall of Fame. And I am telling you, I am pumped up for some football. It's not the Cowboys, but it's football. And that means that from now until February 2nd, we will not have a single week go by without an NFL game to watch. Whether it's preseason, regular season, postseason, Super Bowl, Pro Bowl, whatever it is. We will have some football to digest, to ingest, and to and inject into our veins. And I am excited. It is day six of training camp for the Dallas Cowboys. It is day five of the Zeke holdout. And it looks like there may not be very much of an end in sight. More of that later. Today was an off day for the Dallas Cowboys after having two non-padded practices on Saturday and Sunday, two padded practices on Monday and Tuesday. They get a day off before they have practices tomorrow, Friday, and Saturday. Then they have the blue and white scrimmage on Sunday, and then they have another off day on Monday where next Saturday night, on August 10th, they have their first game in San Francisco against the 49ers. Preseason game number one. Really looking forward to that one. Zeke is in Cabo. The Cowboys are in Oxnard. And I, Michael Sanders, am in heaven. Because again, football is back, people. Oh my goodness. Ugh, where have you been all my life? I love the NBA. I love... Majors golf and we have the FedEx Cup playoffs coming up here soon the lead-up to it Don't really like baseball Occasionally watch boxing, but you know what there is nothing like football season. There is spring summer fall and winter and the fifth season of our calendar is football season August to February is football season you have high school you have college you have professional you even have peewee football 
It's all great. It's all fun to watch. I love it so much. I am so excited. Dallas Cowboys are going to the Super Bowl. Either as uh, participants or maybe as guests at Super Bowl parties, watching the stands, I don't know. But one way or another, some of the players will be at the Super Bowl. Not time for projections yet. Let's wait until sometime around Labor Day. But anyways, ugh, I'm so excited about football. I keep on talking about football in general, about it just starting back up. I need, I need to pause that for a minute. Pause it. Don't pause this podcast, but let me pause my excitement about football in general. Let me get back to what is more important for Cowboys fans, and that is the Ezekiel Elliott situation. So to take you on a little bit of a timeline of what his holdout has looked at so far, this is what it has looked like. So last Friday, he was supposed to show up for a physical and conditioning and for the first team meeting with the Cowboys in Oxnard, California on day one of training camp. He did not. Jerry Jones officially said in their opening press conference that he was officially a late slash no-show to camp, and his holdout began. On Monday, Zeke went to Cabo. That was announced earlier in the day, and then later that day, Dallas, some think it may be a response to what Zeke did with his holdout, taking it from Frisco to Cabo. Others think it's just Dallas, you know, getting a sixth running back on the roster uh, right now for training camp. And so uh, it was pointed out by Will McClay that, you know, most teams have six running backs. And David Hellman of the DallasCowboys.com, he did some research and he uh, looked at the Dallas was one of only five teams in the NFL who did not have at least six running backs on their roster. Dallas now makes that to where it's four since they uh, have signed Alfred Morris back. He played for the Cowboys in 2016 and 2017. Was good as a reserve. Whenever Zeke was on suspension in 2017 for six games, he played pretty well. Uh, Serviceable did pretty well with the offensive line. And he's back to provide some more depth and some competition for the younger guys who are currently in the running back room. Then next... This is the latest update today. Jane Slater of the NFL Network said that the two sides, Ezekiel Elliott and the Cowboys, are are not close on the length, language, or the dollar amounts of a potential contract extension. And that is where it sits today. That's pretty much all we have to have to stand on right now. We it's kind of a waiting game. It's I don't think it's something that you can really be worried about right now as a Dallas Cowboys fan because we haven't even played a single snap of preseason. As we know, the last two years, Zeke has not played a single snap during preseason. He did his rookie year. I believe he played in at least one or two of the games, but in 2017 and then last year, he did not play in a single snap of preseason. So as long as he's in Cabo training, Uh, Getting healthy, getting his body right, and doing his part while not being with the team. He knows the system. He knows the plays. He's a very big part of that culture and a part of that team. So I think if he were to come in next week, two weeks from now, three weeks from now, even a day before the first week of the NFL season, I think he would fit in just fine. So I don't think we should panic yet. I don't think there should be any kind of worry until I would say maybe 
after the first preseason game if there's nothing trending in the right direction. Personally, I think he's going to come back at some point before the season starts. There's a word going around that August 6th is a cutoff date for him to report by. For if he does not report to camp by August 6th, then this year he loses an accrued season towards free agency, which means that he has two years left on his contract. And if he did, which means that he would be able to hit free agency in the springtime of 2021 if he were to play out his current contract. But if he did not report by August 6th, then he would lose this year. Even if he came back a little bit later and played this year, he would not be able to use this year as an accrued season, and Dallas would have even one more year of control on him. And I don't know how the financial aspects work out on that yet, but I, I don't think that that is going to be a, a thing that Zeke does. And so some people think that he's going to be maybe even threatened to sit out a game or two, kind of like Emmett Smith did back in uh, 1993 whenever he sat out two games and then the Cowboys went 0-2 and then Jerry Jones gave him his money. Jerry Jones was very poignant to point out that Emmett Smith was in a different contract situation than Ezekiel Elliott is right now, where free agency wasn't really a thing back then. And then also, Emmett Smith didn't have a second year left on his deal. He was on an expiring contract. And so we'll see. I, like I said earlier, I don't think it's anything to be worried about at this point. But it's definitely something that not only the Dallas Cowboys media, but the national media is checking in on hour by hour by hour. Whenever you have this star running back who is arguably the best running back in the NFL of the last three years on the biggest team in sports, it is going to be a big deal, not just for NFL circles, not just for Texas circles, but on a nationwide circle of what is Zeke going to do? Is he going to do the Le'Veon Bell thing? Is he going to wait out for a week kind of like, like what Michael Thomas did? Is he going to do the Emmett Smith thing where he's just going to miss two games? Dallas might struggle at the beginning without him, and then he'll have proven his point and get his money. Now let's talk about the other two players on the Dallas Cowboys who are due for contract extensions. It is... Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper. So let's talk about Amari Cooper first, since he is kind of going to be in the in the headlines more the next couple days because Michael Thomas, wide star wide receiver for the New Orleans Saints, got his five year, one hundred million dollar contract with sixty one million guaranteed, which is the highest guaranteed money for a non QB offensive player ever. A hundred million is the highest non-QB offensive player uh, contract ever in the NFL and Michael Thomas definitely deserves it not only is he a fantasy football star to where I've had him a couple of his first three seasons in different leagues but he is also monumental to the New Orleans Saints offense him and Alvin Kamara are really keeping Drew Brees young and it's really going to be key that they keep that core intact for the next couple of years while Drew Brees is still the quarterback for the New Orleans Saints. And so when you think about this contract, you think about the other receivers, even besides Amari Cooper, that are not signed to their long-term extensions yet. You have Julio Jones of the Atlanta Falcons. You have Tyreek Hill of the Kansas City Chiefs. You have A.J. Green of the Cincinnati Bengals. You have Amari Cooper 
of the Dallas Cowboys who were all looking for contract extensions who were definitely them and their agents looking at this maybe market reset for what the top wide receivers get paid. Now, I don't think Amari will get $100 million with $61 million guaranteed. I think he will get around $90 million over five. I think the five-year contract extension is key to get him to just keep him through his full prime, have him on a set contract. He is age 25 right now. If you put him with a five-year extension, and it's the one year left he has on his deal, at six years, he would get him until he's about 31. And I think at about that point, he'd be either at the end of his prime or somewhere in the middle of it. I think that would be a very good length. And the money, I think, would be around $90 million, getting about $18 million per year. And the guaranteed money is honestly what is a big driving factor behind these contracts nowadays in the NFL. They are not, they don't have fully guaranteed contracts like the NBA. They get partially guaranteed. Or, you know, Kirk Cousins, he got a three-year fully guaranteed contract, which is almost unheard of for NFL players uh, nowadays. And so it's... It's going to be interesting to see what Amari does. He has been very adamant whenever he talks to people on podcasts, radio interviews, whatever he's doing. He's been very adamant about how he's not worried about this contract where he knows that he knows his value. He knows that he wants to be there. He knows that Dallas wants him to be there. And he's letting his agent work out those, work out the kinks in it, work out everything. And Amari obviously has a, as an input on this he obviously is not just going to sign off on anything that his agent agrees to without even thinking about it or looking at it or having a discussion but he's letting his agent handle it and then he's going to let it play out from there and he's been great to the media he's been great with Dak they've been developing such a good chemistry I believe by the come of game one on September 8th against the New York Giants, I think that they will have a much better connection that they even had last year. And last year, they really turned things around with that offense whenever Amari Cooper came back. And so he's been he's been very chill about the situation. I think he's been handling it a good way. I'm, I'm not saying that Zeke isn't handling it a good way. They're just handling it different ways because the wide receiver position usually has a longer shelf life than the running back. And Zeke is not only doing this for himself, but he's also doing for doing it for running backs across the league, the ones that are on their rookie scale contracts right now, ones that haven't even been drafted yet. Zeke is not just doing it for himself; he's doing it to reset the market for star running backs and show that they are worth the money. And for Amari, his agent was seen talking with Jerry Jones on the sidelines of training camp practice yesterday on Tuesday. And so there may be some, you know, lighthearted contract negotiations and just discussions around it happening. And I think after them meeting a little bit yesterday, the Michael Thomas contract happening today, one domino falling amongst the star receivers who are looking for contracts, I think Amari Cooper might be the one of the three Cowboys of Dak, Zeke, and Amari. He might be the next one that happens. He might be the first one. At this point, if I had to, if I had to guess of what was going to happen, this would be basically just an, a slightly educated guess about what is happening and just the trends and the feel of the situation. I think Amari would get signed first. Then I think it would be Dak. Then I think it would be Zeke. I think all three of them are going to be signed before game one. That's just what I think. And I think Dak and 
Amari are going to be signed before they come back from California. After their second preseason game, they'll come back from California and come back to Texas to have the rest of their training camp in Frisco. Zeke, that is the one where I could see it happening up until Labor Day. I could see it happening up until mid-August. Uh, it's a day-by-day situation where there's new news reports coming out to where there's uh, Josina Anderson of ESPN felt really good about where things were going with Zeke's contract where she was hearing from her sources that things were trending in the right direction and then you have Jane Slater who's a little bit more connected with the Dallas Cowboys and their sources on a different level saying that things aren't even close so there's conflicting reports from reputable sources from different networks and different areas of the NFL coverage so this is the time of year where you really just need to sit back relax have a cup of coffee go throughout your normal day and just wait for the news headlines and the the news leaks and the sources to leak their information day by day and don't overreact just to one simple thing don't don't think just because Jane Slater even though she's very reputable and she probably has some really good sources saying that things are not really close at all don't take that as that it's not going to happen or that it's doomed just take that it that it's a process things get leaked for a reason now, who may have leaked this information to Jane Slater? Maybe, was it Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones? Was it Zeke or his? Was it his people, or was it the Cowboys who leaked it? We may find out within the next few days, and we may not. But I just say, be patient, stay calm, don't worry yet. And I wanted to touch on the Dak contract just a little bit. I think he's been handling it a great way. He's been negotiating since the spring with the Dallas Cowboys him and his agent and uh, apparently according to Stephen Jones the Dallas Cowboys have extended offers to Dak, Amari, and Zeke and they've received offers back from all three of them but they're not at the position to where either of them really wants to give in too much so there's there's been back and forth between all three and with Dak I think you just you have to pay you cannot risk going into this season not getting the contract extension done and then him going out and having his best season of his career and looking at his price just skyrocket. Right now you're maybe looking at him getting between 30 to 32 million a year. You would think around the uh, the Carson Wentz money is what you're thinking. If he goes out and has a, dare I say, MVP caliber season with what he's doing, say he puts up career highs in most of his numbers and the Cowboys go to the playoffs, won a couple games, maybe get to the NFC Championship game, you're going to see him get Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers type money around 35 to $36 million. I believe Dallas should have locked him up before the Eagles locked up Carson Wentz. And maybe, maybe Dak's asking for more than that. Maybe Dak's asking for Aaron Rodgers' money right now and doesn't want to budge. We don't know the details, but I think Dallas needs to get this deal done as soon as possible that they do not have to pay more in the future just because they did not want to give up a little bit more now. Say say Dak is wanting to get $34 million a year right now and Dallas does not want to do that and they, they call his bluff and they go into the season without an extension. And then Dak has a great year and then Dak's you know, starting asking prices at $36 million next year is where he wants. That's not a situation where Dallas wants to be at where Dak can start fielding offers from other teams next year as well if Dallas were not to, were to not put the franchise tag on them overall I think Dallas gets it done with Dak 
Amari, and see, I think they get deals done with all three of them. With Amari and Dak being for sure, I think that they will. Zeke is the only one where I'm a little hazy on it. I still think they will, but I think there's a small percentage chance where either he sits out a long extended time or he gets traded or something happens. I, I don't think the trade is going to happen, but we've seen crazier things. We've seen Dallas give up two first-round picks for Roy Williams, the wide receiver from the, from the Lions in the late 2000s. We've seen crazy things happen, not just with this team, but in the league in general. Nobody thought that Le'Veon Bell would actually give up an entire year of salary to prove a point, and he did. So that's some things to look forward to. Tomorrow, the Dallas Cowboys get back to a padded practice, another great practice. We'll see who is going to be participating. Sean Lee has had a sprained MCL, and he's been out the last few days. He is probably going to be week to week, you would think. Might not be back into the flow of things maybe until the first preseason game. And, you know, with a seasoned veteran like him, they may not even bring him in until later in the preseason or maybe just let him rest the whole preseason. You you don't want to mess with, with Sean Lee and that injury bug. You want to prolong him as far as possible into the season. So we will see how practice goes. We'll see how things develop. We'll see how the contract situation develops. We'll see how the contract situations with other players around the league, like Melvin Gordon, with his holdout with his with the Los Angeles Chargers, the running back. He is currently in a holdout. We'll see how Julio Jones's contract shapes up. How AJ Green's and Tyreek Hill's contract situation uh, situations go, and we will see how that affects the Dallas Cowboys. This has been Mike Sessions. Football season is back. Tomorrow night, Broncos and Falcons on NBC at 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. It is the Hall of Fame game, the very first preseason game of the 2019-2020 NFL season. I am super hype. I am super excited. I am excited for the season. I'm excited for the Cowboys. I'm excited for the next six months to be able to have some kind of football on my television every single week. For Mike Sessions and for Michael Sanders, this has been another rendition of Mike Sessions. <laughs>